on all you nostalgic gremlins. Ooh. I don't know if I, I think I might have done that before. You might have but done that. Doesn't matter. We're doing it again. That's right. We're bringing it gremlins back. Gremlins 2. Gremlins 2. You nostalgic gremlins dose. I'm your host, Corbin Andrews, and join alongside of me is a man who cannot find the one thing he, he cannot, cannot have. have. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're Christian foot We're coding uh, song lyrics to we're each recording, other. But uh, we're, they're so obscure, I'm not even going to try to explain What are you it. talking about? It's from <laughs> it's from Underworld. Oh, it is. Just say the part in Underworld. Oh, I didn't know. It was, I always forget it's from Underworld. Anyway... <laughs> Christian, introduce someone across the way. Uh, Kendra Mickles, everyone. Hello. Across the way. Hello, Kendra. Pond. How have you been? Been good. Been real good. Good. Wow. Great. Uh, great insight there. Thank you. On your life. Thanks. Really appreciate it. Haven't talked to you all week. It feels really? like. Is that true? I don't know. Maybe. Well, we talked the other day, didn't we? Mm, that was matter. last week. I guess it is only Tuesday. <laughs> On a Tuesday. Yeah, I guess that's a good point. I used to love that song. It is Tuesday. I still love that song. Christian gets crazy to that song in the club. <laughs> On a Tuesday. Maybe we should have that play at your sister's wedding. She choose it. No. I almost texted her to ask if she was going to have Promiscuous Girl play at her wedding. Promiscuous Girl. Oh, you could go on and request it. Oh, that's true. I already requested a song, though. Oh, I, I, I think I'm just going to like go up to the DJ and pest I him. think I'm going to chloroform the DJ and take over, honestly. I'm going to become the master of ceremonies at this wedding. I requested the interlude dance. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. How campy. I you. hate you so much. <laughs> uh, that is a fun dance to do in a big group, so... That is not a fun dance to do anywhere. Okay, you're it was. It is fun. If you're four, if you're fourteen, okay. it was really cool at one time. But it, would, but it would be fun to do at her wedding. Disagree. Okay. Anyway, Kendra, what have your elf eyes danced to this week? Nevertheless, what do your elf eyes see? Um, I read a couple things this week for a book club i read a book called uh the house on mango street um i didn't i've really... heard that have you yes <laughs> is it a movie i don't think so it's a book i have heard of that okay I've uh, heard it. it's like i a, can't remember it's like a coming of age story um and uh, I I didn't really like it because um, it's it's just kind of a it's kind of a downer to read. the The writing is really good, but uh, kind of a downer. So I uh, read that for the book club. And uh, like most things in life, I don't get things done unless I've made some sort of list to keep myself on track. So I have made a reading plan for this Peter Jackson book. Uh, and I've been following it for 14 days now, or four days, sorry, four days. Uh, so I'm finishing this book. I've got, if I follow my plan, I'll be done with it before the next school year starts. Getting it done. Nice. And it, it's been, 
really interesting. It's like talking about like who all was considered for different roles and how the actual actors came to get the roles and stuff. So it's all been very interesting. Um, been watching the Mindy project just finished season four. So I have two more seasons to go. Um, this last season was not great. So we'll see how it goes from here. Uh, we watched the fugitive last night because Eric and our friend Ben, who is visiting had not seen the fugitive. Um, I don't care. I don't care. You see what I did there? Yeah. You, see what I did there? you know, uh, he was supposed to say something else, but he forgot his line. So he just said, I don't care. <laughs> well, that was the line <laughs> I quoted before we started. I was like, he's the fugitive. And Tommy Lee Jones is like, I don't care. <laughs> uh, so Man, and they had that, no they idea liked... what you were saying. I know. Uh, they liked that. Um, I know you're sick of hearing about Christy Carlson Romano, but she has started a new uh, series on YouTube called Christy's Kitchen Throwbacks, where she cooks things with people like like child actors. So she did an episode with uh, the guy who plays Matt on Liz McGuire. She did one with Will Friedle. She did one with one of the Cheetah Girls. She did one with the girl who played uh, Matilda. And it's pretty fun. So uh, I would recommend that YouTube series. Uh, and lastly, I saw the Goo Goo Dolls and Train in concert. And it was fantastic. Did they uh, play their, their hit song? I don't want the world to see me because yes. I don't think they'll understand. Yes, of course. And I don't want the world. I think they, I think they ended on that song. I wonder if they hate that song. Probably. They, That's the they only song of like, theirs that I, mean, I know. They seemed like they were loving life <laughs> up there. But they, I think you probably know more. So that one's Iris. They played Slide. They played uh, Broadway. They played Black Balloon. They played uh, uh, your name. Anyway. I know nothing of this world. <laughs> uh, it was great. And then Train came out and they played, you know, Calling All Angels. Uh, hey, Drop, Soul hey, Soul Sister. Sister Drops of Jupiter. <laughs> um, uh, ways to Say You Died. Uh, I forget what that other one's called that I really like. Drive By, I think is what it's called. Anyway, both both bands, fantastic. Uh, we were like the last row before it becomes the lawn that people sit on with their lawn chairs, but we could still see like really well. So it was great. And then this Friday, we're going to another concert. Nice. Oh, Corbin, did I tell you I'm seeing Tim McGraw? No. Is that who you're seeing? No. <laughs> this, this weekend? This weekend is Billy Idol and Brian Adams. Oh, shoot. And then next weekend is Tim McGraw. Well, I'm actually pretty jealous about that. I know. I feel bad for Eric because... Well, take me. <laughs> I'm sure Eric. Eric would appreciate that, but you are a little far away, so... <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to go ahead and go. So I finished um, All or Nothing the Carolina Panthers and it was it was good. I really enjoyed it as a 
as somebody who lives in the Carolinas, it's fun to get kind of a, a insider scoop on everything and, and see how that season played out. So it was fun. I really enjoyed it. Uh, Cam is really funny, and everybody else was really good, so I enjoyed it. Um, and then I started Mindhunter again with, with uh, Jason and his wife, Amy, to get ready for the second season, which is coming out pretty soon. So we're, I think we are three episodes in. Um, so that's been fun to kind of go back and watch it and watch it with uh, Jason has told me that this is will be his sixth time watching the oh first goodness. season. Yeah. That's so crazy. he. Yeah, he's really into it. Um, so that's been kind of interesting to watch it with somebody who um, kind of has that, a different level of care and appreciation for the, the source material. Um, so that's been fun. Um, we went to a concert to August Burns Red. Yeah, baby. In, yes. in, in Atlanta. Um, and Silent Planet and Silverstein opened for them. Um, August Burns Red came on, and I, I would venture to say, due to going to a lot of festivals that I have been to over, I don't know, 50 metal shows, and this is the sixth or seventh time that I've seen August Burns Red, and this was by far the most craziest uh, concert that I have ever been to. It in was in my whole life. Why? Yes. The entire I, – I don't know if you've – the venue is not – it's not big, but it's not small either. But the way – it's called the Tabernacle in Atlanta. It was an old church. So the there's the floor, and then up above there's like the balcony area. Mm-hmm. I'm not joking. The whole floor was a mosh pit, and it wasn't small. It was a church, like sanctuary size. Were you on the floor? Oh, yeah, for sure. I moshed for about three or four songs, and I was like, all right, I need a break. And there was nowhere to go to get out. I mean, you you literally had to swim your way out. The good, five songs in the guitar, they stopped and kind of said, you know, like we are August Burns Red. Um, and the guitar said, I just want to make an observation over those past five songs. This is the biggest mosh pit that I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Y'all are insane, and everybody, of course, went crazier. So there um, were no chairs on the floor. No. Oh God, no. No, no. It was basically like an entire room of moving. People. If you wanted to sit, you would go upstairs to the balcony. Yeah, to oh. sit. The entire floor. The so entire literally, floor think of moving. a church. Like literally, think of a church. Like how there's like the upstairs balcony yeah. pews. Yeah. It's like that. Um, and the downstairs would be like the, if you removed all the pews, and it was just a giant floor. The whole floor was. I felt the ground literally bend when we were jumping. So it was an insane show. It was, it was very nostalgic because it was their 10 year anniversary of constellations, which came out when I was in a senior in high school. Uh, so it was, it was very, it was a very fun show. We had a great time. So, uh, now back to movies and the one that I would love to deep dive into is we saw once upon a time in Hollywood, um, Kendra, (laughs) I, dot, 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 in Hollywood. Kendra, I know that you saw this last time, but I would like to go a little bit further with it, if you will. Yeah, so um, let's say spoilers, and I'll, spoilers, I'll I don't the time code in the info, so you can skip forward if you want to. 
Spoilers. You know, I don't know what... I, I guess other than... I know it sounds stupid, other than the ending. I don't know what would be spoilery, but um, I loved it. I loved it. almost everything about it. The the This felt like one of the more star-studded casts that Tarantino's kind of ever done or dealt with, even in minor roles. I felt like I knew everybody that was in it. I, I really enjoyed that. I loved the time of – it's a 60s movie – um, I knew the pace going into it. I knew what it was going to be. So I was able to enjoy that and take that in for two hours and 45 minutes of just DiCaprio and Pitt just doing their thing. I just really enjoyed their back and forth. I thought Pitt was really good and funny. I felt like this script, Christian made a very stupid comment that he thought, other Tarantino movies were funnier, which I understand, but I feel like his other movies, I would say, probably rely on humor between 20 to 40 percent, where I feel like this script was genuinely about 80 percent of it was humor. I, I don't think that I laughed in a Tarantino, Tarantino movie more than this one. Yeah, I totally um, agree with that. So... You know, there was a lot of funny moments and a lot of just, but it was fun. I think that this is the most rewatchable Tarantino outside of the ending, which I mean is pretty is pretty bloody. Um, I think that this is the most digestible and rewatchable one for a mass audience. Mm. Um, it's just a time in Hollywood when movie stars were movie stars, not necessarily actors, and they were you know, it's a you're not going to run into a gimp in Pulp Fiction or some, a, you know, some slave thing like in Django or some people vomiting blood in in The Hateful Eight. You know what I mean? It's it's very digestible for a lot of people, and I I kind of enjoyed that it wasn't necessarily Manson driven. Um, that was a subplot of really what was going on so Eric said that he wished that there was no manson stuff that it yeah was just yeah watching, i you know brad pitt and leonardo dicaprio i don't feel like it took away from anything i really enjoyed the scene where brad pitt goes to the to the ranch mm-hmm. um and that was a good i felt very tense in that scene so i enjoyed that for what it was but the rest of it it didn't really feel like anything the only thing um that was is when they leave when at the end of the movie you know uh sharon tate's husband says do you want to come up you know and they pan out and it's kind of you know alluded that they that's the the time that they're gonna all die from by manson so see i thought that he was like because it's a once upon it like it's a yeah. I thought it was I, like instead of her getting murdered, Brad Pitt killed them before they got to her. Yeah, house. I it's that's how I viewed it. The way that Tarantino has said is it's it's almost like I heard somebody say it's like, you know, it's it, it, that he drops these characters in and they live in the in that world. So, well, you know, Rick Dalton wouldn't do that because he's Rick Dalton or Rick Dalton would do that. You know what I mean? 
So yeah, you're right. You're right. I guess I was, um, but oh, I think my point was, is that was just the change. You know what I mean? Like that's what changed. Uh, um, and I thought that he did it well versus, you know, I know I remember when Inglourious Bastards came out and a lot of people were giving him crap for changing history, but that's just how he views his movies and his characters. And if those characters were alive, maybe Hitler would have died in a theater or maybe Sharon Tate wouldn't have died that night if Rick Dalton was there. You know what I mean? Um, so, I, yeah, I, all in all, I really enjoyed it. There's uh, been some backlash about the Bruce Lee scene. Well, I don't... I, I heard that, too, and I don't think... First off, the guy that played Bruce Lee, that was probably one of my favorite scenes. I thought he did a great job of being Bruce well, Lee. I think it's because it made him look kind of... Well, in, it like made I think, fun of him. I think no, I I understand that, but I think if you take it from the lens that Tarantino intended of well, if Cliff Booth, it's more to make Cliff Booth look like a badass than uh, to make Bruce Lee look right, bad. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's that was his intention of you know, well, Cliff Booth is this ultimate uh, stunt double, just can kick anybody's butt. And that's what it was meant to be. Not Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee's daughter came out and said that it made her really sad to hear everyone in the theater laughing at her dad. And I was like, that makes me feel sad. But I didn't come away from that scene thinking, oh, Bruce Lee was an idiot. Like, it's just kind of a funny scene. It's Yeah, and that's what it's supposed to be. I don't think that Tarantino was like, let's make Bruce Lee look like he's he's less than what he was you know what i mean i think it was just let's make cliff booth look like he can beat anybody up and that's what she got you know i think it 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 just reinforced that cliff booth was like this this cool stunt double kind of guy that can do you know man's man um and even if he was it was still a funny scene so yeah kind of like yeah I any scene, any scene where Leonardo <laughs> started crying, yeah. I cracked up. The scene where that girl—I thought that that was a great scene with him and that and that girl—and she's yeah. like, "I don't break character," you know. Um, yeah. And he's he's telling her about the book, and he starts crying, and she doesn't <laughs> understand. He's like, "This will be you in about fifteen years," you know. It was so funny. Everything that Leo did, I thought was hilarious. Um, so the final scene, I was pretty gruesome, I thought, but I laughed when he chucked that that can at that girl's face because it was so funny. And then you see her face and you're like, oh, oh man. Her nose had to be pushed like back into her brain. Oh yeah. But then, you know, the scene where he gets that flamethrower, everybody is like, la- like before it even happens, we're all like in the theater <laughs> laughing and like, you know, are you serious kind of thing. So all in all, I think it was a, I thought it was a really good movie. I don't know where this stacks up with his movies, um, but I would say it's in the top half for me um, versus the bottom half. But I mean, I think Tarantino's, B plus movies are better than most directors A plus movies. So I really enjoyed it all in all. Christian, what do you what do you have to say about it? Um I enjoyed it. I thought there was a lot of funny parts in it. Um 
I, the pace was stressing me out when I went and saw it. Um, I think on a second watch, it probably wasn't as much. But I don't know. I was just, I just, I, I hadn't like mentally prepared myself for what I was about to see right. at all. So I think, I think I was kind of just like the whole time being like, is anything going to happen ever? Is I what kinda I kind of felt that feeling. too. I was like, when is Margot Robbie going to get murdered? Yeah. And I think too, not, not knowing that, you know, not knowing whether that was going to happen or not, I was yeah. like, constantly like waiting for that scene to happen yeah <laughs> so but it didn't surprise me when that's not how it went because it's tarantino and you just never know what he's gonna do mm-hmm. you know so it was a definitely sort of like an inglorious bastards rewriting of history type deal but that's fine i um I really loved the pace, but I knew what I was getting into um, with 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 it. But I, you know, I just think that it was I didn't feel any anxiousness or is anything going to happen. I was just having fun. It felt like a 60s movie to me. It just felt like I was in the 60s watching a movie, you know, Um, which I'm sure is what he tried to get across. So. I I don't want to keep going on because I could go on for another 30 minutes about it. But all in all, I loved it. I thought it was great. Um, Only time will tell where it stacks up for me on the rest of his movies. Um, So, Christian, you got got anything for your elf eyes, baby? I just have Formula One news. So uh, I saw about uh, Maxie. Yeah, so we have now come to the end, uh, the halfway point of the season. Um, so we've got two weeks break where the constructors are going to... We have a four-week break. Uh, it's four weeks. Are you sure it comes back on the... Uh, it's four weeks. 31st, I think. It's four weeks. Okay. And uh, we'll be back on the... I think the next race is at the end of August. So... Uh, good news for Red Bull. So Max won uh, the German Grand Prix. That Grand Prix was absolutely crazy because uh, Mercedes basically had the worst run of things that they've ever had in recent time that I can remember. <laughs> I don't think they've had a race this bad in a long time. Lewis Hamilton, who's normally first or second every race, was uh, I think he was ninth. He was 11th. He was, he was not even going to finish in the points. And then there was a penalty on two racers. So he ended up moving to ninth place at the end. So he got one point, which is just bizarre for him since he's Mr. Finish every race and in the, on the podium, basically. So that was pretty crazy. But that race was so unexpected. There was like, I think, Pretty much every team pitted at least six times. It was raining the entire race. So um, a lot of like unexpected things happened, a lot of crashes. I think I was there was going like, to say, were they sliding all over the place? There was like seven crashes, and they were like the best racers crashing. Like Ferrari's um, uh, Charles Leclerc uh, crashed, um, Valtteri Botas from Mercedes crashed, um, and then there was a, I think both Renaults ended up crashing. They were all on the same turn, pretty much. 
um, it was just a really slick area of the track and like there was only like a certain amount that was dry basically we almost had Lance Stroll on the podium which would have really sucked because I can't stand Lance Stroll uh, he drives the pink racing point car but uh we had some interesting uh you know some interesting leaders in that race uh Kvyat from Toro Rosso got third which is pretty crazy and then Vettel got second and he started in like I think he started in last place so it was just a crazy it was just like everything that could go wrong for like each team pretty much happened but then there was a lot of opportunities for other teams to kind of like rise up too so and Max Verstappen won so I was very happy about how that race turned out they're currently I think Verstappen is only eight points away from Botas right now so he could very likely be second and he only needs I think less than I think he needs 69 points to catch up to Hamilton so that one's a little bit far more far-fetched I mean Hamilton would have to have a bunch of bad races for him to probably catch up but uh still for him to be so close to second at the half of the season is pretty insane and of course Lewis won won the race last weekend in Hungary so uh, land of our ancestors yeah of my people should be an interesting yep uh rest of the season all is good Kendra break us off a piece of that fancy feast Break me off a piece of that fancy feast. It's a cat food. Nailed it. All right, here's your nostalgia news for the week. Andy Circus has signed on to direct Venom 2. I saw that. I didn't see the first Venom. I don't even know who directed <laughs> it. I, I don't know either. It, I did not like it. I thought it was weird and all over the place, and I think that's how most people felt about it. But uh, I think Andy Serkis could maybe bring it back on track. So, Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I didn't see that Mowgli thing on Netflix that he directed. Um, I think that's and, been good reviews. And I know that he helped Peter Jackson a good amount. He was like director number two he for did, The yeah, Hobbit. Yeah, he did The Hobbit. Um, so, so. so. I, I think that could be good. So we'll see right. how that goes. Um, so Netflix is making a Babysitter's Club reboot, though I don't know if there was already a Babysitter's Club show. But anyway, they have cast Alicia Silverstone and Mark Feuerstein. He's um, from that show, Royal Pains. He's the lead on Royal Pains. Oh, okay. I know who he is. Yeah. So oh, good. S- Silverstone is going to play Elizabeth Thomas Brewer, who is the mother of Christy Thomas, and uh, he is going to be her love interest. So, yeah. And that is... I don't know when that is coming out. Don't know when that's coming out, but I'm sure we're going to see more casting for it soon. So it's I've been confused because they're making a live action Little Mermaid, but NBC is or sorry ABC is doing you know how they do live musicals. Okay. They're doing the Little Mermaid live, so that okay. that's been confusing me. But um, some casting news for that: the 
girl who voiced Moana is going to play Ariel. Um, I'm not going to try and say her name because I will definitely get it wrong. But um, she has a fantastic voice, so I think she'll do well. And then Queen Latifah was just cast as Ursula. And Shaggy is going to play Sebastian. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Like Shaggy the rapper? Yeah. The singer? Yes. Oh. <laughs> okay. Yes. <laughs> cool. Um, so that should be fun. I I feel like I can't NBC does musicals and ABC does musicals, so I can't remember who does what. But there's been some good ones and some very, very bad ones. I can't remember who did a Christmas story, but it was so bad and so boring. So hopefully this one's good. Mm. It's a good cast behind it. Um, some more Disney news. Um, Disney announced they're going to be rebooting Home Alone, Night at the Museum, and Diary of a Wimpy Kid for Disney Plus. Okay. Diary of a Wimpy Kid. I don't. I don't heard of any input. Diary of a Wimpy Kid like just came out. Yeah. Maybe it was a while ago, but I feel like it just came out. So yeah. uh, And D twenty three is next week, so I'm sure we're gonna get a bunch more news. But they. Uh, they announced that, um, and they're calling them, uh, they're saying it's going to be a reimagination of those three things. So, I don't know. I like Night at the Museum. I don't feel like it needs to be rebooted yet, but that's fine. Um, and I feel like we've kind of talked about this, but um, now we have some official news. And this article like just came out today. So Disney has announced how much their bundle is going to cost. So their bundle is going to be Disney Plus, Hulu, and ESPN Plus. So how much do you think that's going to cost a month? 50. Christian, what's your guess? Uh, 40. How does 12.99 sound? Oh, that sounds that sounds like I'll end up getting it. Yeah. So that's like comparable to Netflix, but you're getting 3 streaming platforms so it sounds pretty good to, i mean rest, i was already rest in peace netflix <laughs> <laughs> i was already planning on getting disney plus uh i mean it would have had to be really expensive for me not to get it but yeah they just announced that uh today this week that that's how much it's going to cost so well i'm excited for that and i'm excited to get espn plus because i can't watch anything right now do you think we'll be able to watch like like stream games and stuff if it's on espn probably you'll get to watch usc nice. yeah you'll get to watch that's all the usc really except watch. for the pay-per-views kendra you can say john cena every time john cena if john cena's not usc kendra but a joke. i'll say it anyway you'll say i'm sure you will so this says uh the bundle will be available with the launch of disney plus on november 12th um, as we previously reported, so this is on AV Club. As we previously reported, you can also subscribe to Disney Plus on its own for six ninety nine a month. Man, that is cheap. Yeah. How are they? How can they do it for that cheap? Because they probably know a lot of people will buy it. Because they're, yeah. All hail. They're just going to. They're just going to steal Netflix's entire customer base, and then, <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, they'll. They'll probably raise prices after they get everybody. Yeah, probably. 
That's um, what I'm saying, last, at least. Last thing. This isn't really nostalgia news, but we talked about Mindhunter. Did you see the trailer for the new season? Oh yeah, I did. Um, Speaking of I'm, Charles, Manson. I mean, I'm on. I'm on board with it. I. I so don't. Um, David Fincher is is uh, is great. I love what he does. It it looks like it's just gonna get more. The stakes are only gonna get higher with it, and yeah. um, I'm interested. I mean, we've waited long enough. Yeah, we've so. waited so long, and I like was late to the game, and I feel like I've waited a long time. Yeah, I watched it when it first came out, and I'm just beyond um, ready. To my get husband it. and I are we're not gonna watch it together because we didn't watch the first season together, so uh, we don't have to wait for each other to binge it. So I'm just gonna. Well, isn't that nice? The heck out of it when it comes out uh in two weeks so all right that's all that's all the news you have yeah that's it wow that was a short segment all right well it is my turn to pick and i just have one question for you christian is this a center for ants (laughs) what is this that's right we're talking zoolander (laughs) the uh, 2001 classic comedy about a male model named Derek Zoolander. Um, so this came out in 2001. I probably saw it in 2001, um, which I saw it, I believe I was either in the second or third grade. So a lot of it was over my head. Um, but for some reason, I still thought it was funny. I don't know. It was it it was like a weird thing of just like, well, this is funny, um, but I didn't understand like ninety five percent of the jokes. Well, you know, they're you know smiling and throwing gas at each other and. Yeah, I thought so. This were this really reinforced in my mind today um, that I should talk about this. I went, I was at work and I went to the restroom, and on the. Uh, on our overhead speaker, the song Wake Me Up Before You Go-Go was playing, which is the song that plays when they go get orange mocha frappuccinos <laughs> and then spray each other with gas and light themselves on fire. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, Kendra, I, I don't know if we saw this together or if you were a little bit after when I saw it. Um, but what's your first experience with this movie? I don't remember when I first saw it. I feel like we saw it together. I feel like maybe we were in Mississippi. Was it on, was it on TV or did we actually rent it? It was in the old blockbuster. Okay. Blockbuster. Because I don't like, I feel like if it had been on TV, that one scene might not have been, we weren't allowed to watch. I was just told to hold my eyes, close my eyes. I mean, (laughs) Yeah, we, we had to fast forward through that one scene. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, uh, I mean, it was just like an instant. It's so, there's so many quotes from this it's, movie. It's very quotable. And I feel like we probably, we might have been a little too young to watch it. But we did, we thought it was so right. funny. Yeah. Um, like, the jo- like, I probably didn't know what a eulogy was. So it was just funny that he was saying, you googly. Yeah, because that's a funny word, but I didn't like get that that was a. But you didn't think I was. I could be a you googleizer. (laughs) 
Um, so yeah, I mean, this is just, it's always been like classic funny movie. Yeah. This movie and which Monty Python and the Holy Grail already talks about, but I would say that these two movies are really like the foundation of what I found funny in comedy movies. Like they were very, um, they shaped what, how I enjoy comedy today. So, which is funny because it's, they're not really the same thing. They're not the same type of humor. Um, so, so yeah, Christian, what about you? I know you were very late to this game. Um, how late do you think I was? <laughs> I think you were like years late. Um, like, the reason that I watched this was because of y'all. Probably. I remember that much because yeah. y'all would literally be like, you remember, have you seen Zoolander? You remember that part in Zoolander? Zoolander, Zoolander. <laughs> I would be like, okay, guys. <laughs> Honestly, my entire idea of what this movie even was was so off base. I thought, totally. <laughs> I thought it was like, for some reason, I thought this was like Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, where like, basically... I thought it was the plot of Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. That is the most like, off-base like, thing. Oh, he's like... That's hilarious. He, like, lands in a Zoolander. Like, I don't know what I was thinking, but, like, I thought <laughs> that that was, like... lands in a Zoolander. I thought that that was, like, the ship or something. Yeah. Like, I honestly had such a off-base. I, like, I had no idea it was about male models. Yeah. Um... And I think when I finally watched it, I was old enough to understand the joke. So probably like maybe even high school. I don't even know. Yeah, it was. I remember being like Christian. It was on TBS. Like <laughs> I you watched need it. to go ahead and watch this and or I was, something. <laughs> I watched it without y'all. Yeah, TBS. I was like, to get them you out. guys, I finally watched Zoolander. <laughs> yeah, that was that was very shocking. Um, so. For those of you who don't know what Zoolander is about, it is about at the end of his career, a clueless fashion model is brainwashed to kill the prime minister of Malaysia. So yep, that's pretty, exactly what it's about. Pretty serious stuff. Um, the this is a classic case. I talked about the Rocky um, podcast that when I watched this movie and, and Owen Wilson is asking them to cut his hair and he's freaking out, I didn't understand what that meant. And I feel like there's a lot of those things throughout this movie. So like, um, David Bowie does the walk off. He's like, yeah, he's like, I can be the judge. And it cut, it like freeze frames. It's like David Bowie. No idea who David Bowie was. My mother (laughs) laughed and I was like, what? Um, Billy Zane is randomly in it, and I didn't know Listen who Billy Zane was. Billy Zane. Listen to your friend Billy Zane. So when I saw Titanic, the whole time I'm like, "That's Billy Zane." Um, so there was a, I mean, there was a lot of those kind of moments. Um, how many abdigitals do you see modeling? Was a was something I didn't know what that meant or why that was funny. Um, so there was a lot of jokes and you know even like mila jok jok whatever bitch from residence yeah is in it john voight is in it uh vince vaughn is in it um so i didn't understand a lot of why it was funny 
But there was also things like, you know, when he's comes out and he's coughing and he's like, I think I got the black lung pop. Um, and then that commercial of him being a merman, you know, he's like, merman. Um, as a as a second, the third grader, it was funny to me. Uh, those kind of things, those kind of jokes. So, Kendra, do you have any favorite moments, favorite quotes, anything like that? Oh, well, of course. Um, I mean, let's see. Part, I like the part where they're at the fashion show and uh, Owen Wilson is trying to get the, the files out of the computer. It's in the computer. <laughs> and they, they're talking on, like, their tiny... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um I always was kind of like I think the first time I saw it, I was kind of freaked out by the the hand model guy. Oh why that part always the, kind of freaked me what's out. What's his name the guy from the X Files? Yeah. 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 Um what's his you name? know David uh, Duchovny? David Duchovny? Yes. Um he that whole scene when he's explaining why male models and then Derek goes but why male models uh ben stiller forgot his line and he just <laughs> so he just said but why male models and then david comes like are you serious i just i just told you and it was really funny so they kept it in there um but this was ben stiller's like i i think it was his second directorial movie the Cable Guy was his first, which is pretty interesting. Oh. I didn't realize that he directed that. Huh. Okay. Um, so. Uh, let's see. I like, I mean, Will Ferrell is hilarious in this movie. So, like, any. Mugatu? Mugatu. Any of his, like, I mean, the Center for Ants part. He's absolutely right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's so what is funny. this? A Center for Ants it has to be at least. Three times bigger than this. <laughs> He's absolutely right. How can we expect to teach children to learn how to read if they can't even fit inside the building? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, uh, there, there is a lot of good lines in this movie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the walk-off is probably... I mean, that's such a good scene where, they're, where he pulls, tries to pull his underwear out of his pants. Yeah. I mean, see, that's the kind of classic stuff that... 14 year old kids find hilarious no matter right right yeah you know no matter what so yeah i didn't uh i mean there was a lot of funny things like when he says they were like my brothers but in a black way i feel like that's more stronger i thought as a i thought that was, i mean i remember as a kid thinking that was really really funny because it's so stupid I think my favorite, honestly, I think my favorite line is when he says, uh, why don't you derelict my balls? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, I can derelict my own balls. Thank you. I call it derelict. <laughs> so that's pretty much, I, I really don't have much to say about this other than just quoting things and saying that I love it. So... Christian, do you have any favorite favorite lines or moments? Uh, the first time memories. I saw the gas scene, where I thought it was so funny, 
It is. That whole scene is so freaking stupid. <laughs> like so they dumb. drive around in this Jeep <laughs> and then they all have a gasoline fight and then blow <laughs> themselves up. And then at the end, they have a statue of them, a water fountain of them, and water is coming out of the gas pipes. <laughs> like it's so stupid. The whole thing is so dumb. Yeah. But, it, but it works. I love that. Um, I, I like when he like throws the computer. He's like, we've got your files right here. And he just throws the computer and breaks it. Yeah. I thought that was hilarious. Yeah. Um, but a lot of Ben Stiller's family's in it. I know his wife is the the reporter chick. Yes. Um, and his dad, his dad is, is, is his agent. Yeah. And his mom is the one that throws, like, something at Mugatu in the red carpet scene. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, so she's in it for like two seconds. But it's also funny that like the amount of people that I guess like cameoed in it. Like I know Natalie Portman's in it for like two seconds when they're asking like right before the before they their modeling awards or whatever. And uh, I'm pretty sure Lenny Kravitz is the one that announces that Hansel, Hansel won. Oh, yeah. um, that that part me out. Yeah, it's it's. Uh, I can see why that would stress you out. That's one of the few things that I can understand why it would stress you out, Kendra. Do you have any uh, fun facts? I did, other than the improv. Hansel, Hansel, so hot right now. Uh, character was specifically written for Owen Wilson. Uh, Owen was the most important casting to me in the movie because I think he is one of the funniest people around and the part was written for him. Stiller told Hollywood.com. If my laptop wouldn't freeze, I could read more. Um, the movie's orgy scene initially earned it an R rating. After the flick was given an R, Stiller appeared Appealed before the Motion Picture Association of America after removing a goat, yes, the animal, from the romp, Stiller was able to con- convince the board that the sequence was more silly than sexual, according to the Los Angeles Times, and it went down to a PG-13 rating. David Bowie was written into the script, but Stiller had no idea if he would actually appear in the film. David Bowie's song Fashion gave Stiller the idea to have him play the part of the judge during the walk-off scene. Bowie apparently liked what he read and agreed to the cameo. Zoolander was banned in two countries. Wow. Both Malaysia and Singapore banned in the movie after it released because of the violent depiction involving Malaysia's prime minister. That makes sense. Yep. Will Ferrell actually bleached his hair blonde to play the role of Mugatu. Did he really? Yep. Wow. That's commitment. That Uh, is commitment. Ferrell said that he had to wear a wig for half of Saturday Night Live's 27th season to cover his ridiculous do. So that's (laughs) pretty crazy that he did that. Half? Wow. That's crazy. Um, Mugatu was based on a monster from Star Trek. An albino ape creature from the Star Trek episode A Private Little War called 
the Magato. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Derek Zoolander was originally supposed to be killed off at the end of the movie. Uh, the idea was nixed by producers who thought the scene which called for him to get hit by a train and ascend to heaven would have been too expensive to shoot. In hindsight, they probably should have just footed the bill and shot it as it might have prevented them from making a god-awful sequel. Which I have seen. I have not. It's so bad. I have no desire to see it. It is so bad. This movie does not need a sequel. It just needed one. Um, all of those facts you can find on maxim.com. But yeah, that movie needed to just be one movie, and that yeah. was it. We can just pretend that the other one doesn't exist because honestly, I watched it and I don't remember anything from it. It was just bad. Yeah. So not like not even funny. Yeah. I don't think I laughed once. So. I believe it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I think this movie is still it's it's still funny today. It's still. I tried out. to. Fi- it used to be on Netflix, but then I tried to find it last night to rewatch it, and it's not on any of the big three mm. in Netflix, Hulu, or Amazon. So. Isn't that a shame? Yeah, it was. When that happens. Yeah, it was not fun for me. It makes me hate streaming. It makes me sad. Well, this is why uh, you should still invest in physical media. I agree. You should still this buy Blu-rays. This is why, yeah, or it's digital. On, this says it's on Amazon Prime. Uh, to buy this is to rent for two ninety nine. Yeah, that's what I meant to rent. I was not, I meant for free. I didn't want to pay money for oh, it. Oh well. Uh, cool. Should we rate it? Yeah. Why don't the rest of y'all go, and I'll finish it up. I give it a ten. A ten out of ten, Mugatus. Yes. <clears throat> um. Still, still hilarious. Still a classic. Just, it's great. I'll give it a 10 as well. I like this movie a lot. It's funny. Wow, I did not expect you to give a I 10. See, I seen no flaw in this movie, honestly. Wow, <laughs> Christian, that was a shock, man. Yeah, um, it's a good time. I give this a 10. I think that this movie was instrumental in my love of comedy. Um, and I have enjoyed every time that I've ever watched it. And I think it still holds up, and it's very rewatchable, and it's very 2000s, and it's very funny, and I love it. Tens all around. Listen to your buddy Billy Zane. (laughs) Tens all around. Who is Billy Zane? Billy Zane? Christian, how can you listen to your buddy Billy Zane if you don't even know who he is? He's in... He's an actor. He's in Tombstone. He's in... uh, He's in Titanic. Titanic. Billy Zane. That's probably what I know him from best. Oh, he's like the jerk. In yeah, Titanic. Billy Zane. That's the only movie that I've seen of him. You've never this. seen Tombstone? I've seen Tombstone. I've never seen Tombstone. Not really. I don't really remember him I, in it. Well, he was in Tombstone, right? He's in a Western where he's an actor, and then they uh, accidentally kill him. Maybe I'm thinking of another Western but I don't think so. Well, while you're looking that up, for extra credit today, we're taking a quiz called Which 2008 Film Are You Actually? 
So okay. I'm going to have you guys look it up and take it on your end. This is on BuzzFeed, where I love to get my quizzes. Oh, who's in the Scorpion King 3? Oh, there's three of those? There's like four of them. There's like 70. Do you remember how The Rock was like CGI'd as the Scorpion King? Yeah, and so bad. Him? You know what's really funny is I used to think that that was like so crazy. Yeah, who's in Tombstone? Mr. Fabian. I was like, look, okay. it's The Rock. What am I looking really up? Look like Buzzfeed. <laughs> Buzzfeed. You look at Which 2008 film are you actually? Christian, what movies came out in 2008? Um, <laughs> I can't answer that question either, so I'm very bad at knowing when things came out. All right, so uh, make sure you say your answers out loud. And listeners, if you like to take this quiz along with us, please do. It's on BuzzFeed. Pick a genre, action, comedy, romance, or horror. I know that I just did Zoolander, but I'm going action. I'm going comedy. Uh, for kicks and giggles, I'll go horror. Cool. You Did you want to go romance? Uh, no. Pick a 2008 couple. Reese Witherspoon and Jake Gyllenhaal. Rachel McAdams and Ryan Gosling. Jennifer Aniston and John Mayer. Tom Cruise and Katie Holmes. Uh, that's a very easy Obviously answer for Rachel Ra- McAdams. Obviously, <laughs> Rachel McAdams and Ryan Gosling. Uh, pick a 2008 jam. Single Ladies by Beyonce. Low by Flo Rida. Uh, I Kissed a Girl by Katy Perry or Disturbia by Rihanna. Disturbia. I Kissed a Girl. I'm going Single Ladies. Pick a show that started in 2008. True Blood. The Rachel Maddow Show, Sons of Anarchy, Breaking Bad. Oh, two of my favorites. I'm going to go Breaking Bad. Oh. Um, I'll go Rachel Maddow's show. <laughs> <laughs> I'll right. go, Kinder, since you did Breaking Bad, I'll go Sons of Anarchy, because nobody messes with Sam Crow. Nobody messes with Sam Crow, which is not a guy. It's the name of their... their which is very confusing for a long like, time. Their they, sect of the gang. <laughs> Pick a priority. Family and friends, money and power, knowledge and science, earth and humanity. Money family, and power! Family and friends. I'll go I'll family say. and friends. Um, pick a look. So I'll describe this to you listeners. We have like a uh, fun j- uh, dress with words on it and a black jacket. We have a white, really shiny dress. We have a very classic black dress with white sleeves, and then we have—I don't know who that is—with very. That's, rough, be, that's Beyonce. With very I mean, look shorts. at that waistline. I'm doing that. That waistline, <laughs> that ruffly. I'm going with the first one. I'm going ruffly. Whoever it is has Nickelodeon in the background. I'm going with the one that's like the classic black dress with the white sleeves. Nice. Pick a quote. When life gives you lemons, just say, F the lemons and bail. Uh, I'd never given much thought to how I would die, but dying in place of someone I love seems like a good way to go. I don't read the script. The script reads me. Uh, give me give me a scotch. I'm starving. The last one sounds good to me. Um, I know what I don't read the script. The script reads me is from, so I'm picking that one. That's the one I was going to pick. Okay, well then I'll go. I never you give much. the same one. Nope, I want to be different. Okay, I picked I never given much thought to how I die. 
picked a 2008-2009 Best Picture nominee. Slumdog Millionaire, Milk, The Curious Case of Benjamin Button, or The Reader? I hate my results, but I picked uh, The Curious Case of Benjamin Button because I loved that movie. I only saw Slumdog Millionaire, so I picked that. Slumdog Millionaire is one of my favorite movies, so that's what I'm picking. Oh, I've never seen this movie. All right, you read out your answer. I got Mamma Mia. <laughs> uh, you're loud, lovable, and full of life. You don't embarrass easily, and you're always down for a party. You prefer warm climates, and you are always looking for a new adventure. Honestly... All of that is pretty true, except say. for that you prefer, prefer warm climates. <laughs> Give me that cold all day. That's funny. Christian? I hate Mama I got so Wally. <laughs> I've never seen Wally, so. Aww. But I am curious, wise, and maybe a little lonely. You know how to make your own fun, but you're currently looking for someone to share your life with. You are worried about the state of the world, but you try not to let it get you down. Wow, to a T. To a T. You really do worry about the world. I I am so. Sometimes I have to say, Christian, calm down. But don't, I don't you let can't it. Can't worry about the world. I don't too let much. it get me down. Yeah, that's the key. You're right, Kendra. I got forgetting Sarah Marshall. Oh, I've actually, I actually, I've seen parts of it. I don't think I've seen the whole thing. You I, are a creative type who loves to chill. Sometimes you procrastinate, but you always produce quality work. It took you a long time to get over your last ex, but you now know better things were lying ahead. Nice. I'm going I'm to retake it. <laughs> All right. Yes. Well, if you would like to share your thoughts on what we just talked about, which is Zoolander, uh, you can uh, hit us up on Twitter at this, and our email is this at gmail.com. So uh, you can talk to us there. And we are on iTunes and SoundCloud, so don't forget to rate and subscribe. Corbin, give us a Zoolander quote to take us out. Uh, oh, I did have quotes, and then I exited out of it for this stupid quiz. So give me one second. There's this thing called tabs where you can keep multiple pages oh. <laughs> at a time. Oh, this a computer for ads? <laughs> That's not how it goes, Christian. Yeah, I know. I was just going to make some joke about how you didn't have tabs because you're looking at a computer for ants. Uh, moisture is the essence of wetness. There you go. And wetness is and the wetness. essence of beauty. <laughs> Fish Who can like some mermaid? Goodbye, everybody. Merman. Merman. So oh, I got I retook and I got the dark night.